0: Welcome to Sparkplug, where we talk to smart people working at the intersection of business and technology. Brought to you by Snowshoe, making mobile locations smarter. Sparkplug is happy to welcome Tiffany Shi today. Tiffany is the Vice President for Product and Growth at ShopShops. ShopShops is a global shopping app that mimics the fun of in-person shopping through the magic of live stream video. So welcome, Tiffany. Thank you. Happy to be here. Can you first tell us about yourself? What led you to today's role as a vice president of product and growth at Chop Shops?
1: Sure, I've had a very unconventional career path. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs kind of have this unconventional career path, but I am a product and growth person at heart. And so my title really reflects, I think what I do best. I am a builder and I've always kind of gravitated towards building software, helping people solve problems with an eye for growth and scalability. But it was very clear from day one that I was always like launching projects on the side. I tried to launch a food business. It was kind of like a Tinder for food where you could swipe and it matches like your taste profile with the restaurants in the area. And I tried to launch a travel business. I ended up realizing I didn't knew nothing about technology. And so that's when I began my career in startups. And I've worked in startups since I've been on the B2B and B2B. B2C side. Shop Shops found its way to me. Very interesting path, actually. I wasn't in retail prior to Shop Shops. I, again, was always in product strategy and growth. And my background is also half China, half US. So I actually grew up in China. My family is still there. I'm very much connected to... I go back multiple times a year. I'm very much connected to the culture there. And so, when I was looking for my next thing after uh, trying to start another travel business during COVID, which was very difficult, <laughs> um, I was thinking about how to leverage my skill set best, and I wanted to work at a place that would bridge both cultures. And so, Shop Shops is a very unique company because it is rooted in China. The business actually started focusing targeting the Chinese consumer. Um, And so half of the team is actually in China. The entire engineering team is in China. Um, We have a large operations team there. And we were there. They at the time were just about to launch the U.S. business and needed someone to help manage that. And so that's kind of where I came in. Um, I've also always been really fascinated with how e-commerce has grown in China. I think in the U.S., we kind of we were we helped establish like the basic infrastructure to make it really easy for anyone to sell anything online. Like Shopify has made it so simple that anyone can just set up a store and sell something and make money right away. But the experiential side of shopping hasn't really seen its place here in the US whereas China kind of took that several years ago and ran with it. And so live stream shopping is a very experiential way to shop online and it is such a normal thing. My mom's on it. Grandparents are on it. Kids are on it. Every product category that you can think of, and um, I've always been fascinated with that aspect, and knew that it was only a matter of time that it would come to the U.S. And so, looking at kind of macro trends of where where I would see a lot of growth and where I could leverage a lot of my own skill set, um, this felt like a perfect match.
2: So, long-winded answer to your very simple question. That's fantastic, Tiffany. Thank you so much for that background and kind of talking about the evolution of where Shop Shop started in China and now it's, it's expanding. Can you give our listeners a thumbnail description of the company and what you offer? Sure. So we are a live stream shopping platform. Our tagline is to shop
1: global like a local. And what we mean by that is we enable hosts or creators, as we call them, to live stream from any store around the world to shoppers anywhere around the world. And so what you can imagine is you're sitting on your couch in Brooklyn and you open up our app. You can then hop over to Tokyo and walk through the streets of Tokyo with someone who's literally shopping there at the coolest new store that's opening. You can then swipe up and maybe hop over to Greece. We actually do have someone in Greece right now and shop at a local accessory store there, and then swipe again, and you're back in 5th Ave on, on, in New York. Um, and so it's really enabling us to feel like we're shopping locally, globally, um, and it's to have that really live, authentic shopping experience.
2: And so it sounds like the U.S. expansion was underway prior to the pandemic, but the pandemic must have caused things to move a little bit faster. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean it was a weird it was a very weird time obviously and it did actually help accelerate the pace at which we decided to expand and so Shop Shops always knew that the vision was to be global again we started focusing with chi- focusing on China and when covid hit it felt like stores were closing down here they really needed help um a lot of them didn't have a strong e-com presence yet and we felt like our technology would really help enable them to kind of continue to grow their business while people weren't outside walking around shopping?
0: So right now the shoppable live stream experiences are really kind of cutting edge. I don't see a lot of people doing this. Is shop shops continuing to to innovate in new technology domains like augmented reality and VR?
1: We have not actually started to play with augmented reality or VR yet. That's not to say that we won't, but I will say our focus right now is to create a very authentic live experience. So for example, our hosts that are streaming at these different stores, they're just streaming directly from their phone. And part of the fun is the chaos of the actual live experience. Like um, we had someone waiting in line for a Um, Gucci North Face drop at a pop-up store. And they were literally in line live. Everyone was in line with them watching. And so while we would be interested in how fun VR could be, I think right now it's more about creating the authenticity, like feeling the buzz, feeling the people, um, actually getting a sense of the text, the, the real textures of the place.
0: That emphasis on authenticity is intriguing to me because it seems like you've tapped into that kind of live stream experience of people wanting to feel like they're experiencing somebody else's reality or or experiencing a store on the other side of the planet. Can you tell us more about authenticity and why that matters to shop shops?
1: Yeah, it's actually probably a core value across the entire company. From everything that we do, from how we work with each other in the office, um, from how we run our business with our vendors, everything is super transparent, everything. We don't try to brand anything as shop shops. We want to be the technology that enables people to be authentic. Live stream is a really, really great format for authenticity because A, it's live. With a live stream, it is what it is. And so that's always been at the heart of everything we did. And with the stores that we work with, we also seek out very authentic storytelling that's another big part i think that resonates a lot with our us customers in particular rather than just like you know if you need a pair of socks you go to amazon or something you buy a pair of socks you don't get the story of where this came from Um, it's it doesn't it doesn't tell you the authentic story of like why you're buying this pair of socks and so with live stream we feature a lot of the designers themselves they're telling you about how they design this particular item Sometimes we'll even go to the manufacturing site, for example, of like how they actually created this thing. Or we've done some food events, too, where we actually see someone prepare the, ingre- prepare the ingredients and make the food and sell that directly through live stream. And so there's a whole storytelling element to live stream that I don't think traditional e-com captures. And that's part of the authenticity that we speak of.
2: Moving on to the pandemic, Tiffany, shopping really changed across the board during COVID, and a lot of businesses pivoted to a hybrid model of shopping online, picking up in store or curbside. I'm curious what types of challenges shop shops faced, and in what ways did this open the door for new opportunities for you?
1: Honestly, one of the biggest challenges was there's still an in person element to live stream, while stores don't need to be open for mass consumers, they still need to be open for our hosts to go and stream. And so in some ways, we had to be very careful. There were a lot of precautions that we took. Um, we we were the first people to buy boxes and boxes of masks to make sure that our hosts would, were, felt safe. And we took a lot of precautions to who would be in the store when they were streaming so that they could go in advance and uh, curate and have a lot of time to do that before anyone else comes in so there's a lot of there was a lot of I think just logistics that we had to work through for our business in order for it to continue running that being said it did open up a lot of opportunities because a lot of these stores would have shut down if it weren't for us in some cases we were able to provide enough rent for them for you know with one live stream we provided enough rent for them for a month And so it was really, really helpful to keep them alive and then also to give them a whole new kind of group of consumers that might not have been to their store before. So you know, normally they might only be open in New York, but now they're getting shoppers from Boston, from LA, from China even. And so that helped our vendors also expand their business in ways that they might not have imagined
0: before. And I know that Shop Shops uh, has a big presence in China. How do the experiences in the US and China differ? That's a great question. So
1: I would say before I joined Shop Shops, I actually expected the shopping behavior to be very different. I kind of had this assumption that the people are very different, the way that people shop were likely very different. And so we probably need to build this whole new product in the US for US consumers. Very quickly, I learned from our beta testing that the behaviors are actually very similar. An example of this is, so in China, e is heavily driven by promotions and deals. People will do anything to get a deal. And you, know, it, you, you don't have to have a great story. You don't need to have a great interface. Your app doesn't need to be beautiful. If something's like 50% off, people will find a way to buy it. And I didn't think that in the U.S. the behaviors would be quite as similar. I assumed that in the U.S. people sort of needed a a better story, a better interface, all of these different things. But I think what we've learned is that's actually not very true. And maybe it's post-pandemic. You know, people are looking for these deals. (laughs) People are the same. And it's been really refreshing to see, actually, you know, while they're speaking different languages in the live streams, A lot of what people are buying are even very similar. Uh, People are looking for designer deals. People are looking for vintage items. Thrift is uh, very popular in the US now and becoming more popular. And it's also kind of gaining recognition in China. And so the timing may not be exactly the same, but the behaviors overall are pretty similar.
2: Really interesting about the promotions and deals being what... Customers are looking for. And like you said, maybe it's even changed since COVID. So you specialize in local boutique, smaller shops over big brand stores. Do you think Shop Shops has really changed the way that those smaller businesses do promotions and marketing? First, we don't
1: only work with small stores, we also do partner with larger brands. Um, but your question around whether we've changed how people approach promotions and discounts. Um, Potentially, I don't know if we we haven't been around long enough to have, I think, a lasting impact on how people run their promotional business. But what we do do that's unique is we have a lot of shopping games that are promotions in some ways, which didn't exist before us. Um, and a lot of this is borrowed from our China experience. So for example, uh, we have a feature where we have like an Easter egg code that you could write into the comments. And if you know what that code is um, and you write it, like your screen will fill with confetti and you have a chance of like winning some kind of coupon. And so once someone types this very funny code, you see like all the people like typing this code. It could be um, like we're running a summer of love event now. So it's like summer of love, summer of love. Everyone's like typing summer of love. The screen is like filled with confetti. And at some point, some people win these discounts to purchase stuff from the live stream so they're there the mechanism of the promotion is not different it's like a discount or um, a coupon of some kind but the way that we engage people is very very new and I think that's something that has sparked a lot of interest from our
0: vendors what markets have the most success using your platform is it clothing is it vintage are there you know individual things that people really focus on in shop shops
1: yeah so we are very much focused on in the fashion space focused. I would say like 99% of our shoppers are women. Um, and we also target mostly apparel and accessories with maybe a, a little bit of beauty as well. Accessories and beauty are a very natural, I think, first category for us to enter into because there's no sizing really. It's a lot easier to, to buy offline when you, when you're unfamiliar with the brand, um, and apparel, it, it spans pretty a wide range of categories. And within apparel, we do focus a
2: lot on vintage, um, thrift, as well as designer deals. I'm curious how you're able to separate yourself from other social media platforms that also use influencers, such as Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Do you think your influencers focus on the same types of stores as on the other social media platforms? And how how do you separate yourselves from those other platforms? That's a great question.
1: I think if you had asked me this a few months ago, my answer might have even been a little bit different. And so we initially wanted to find influencers who had followings and other platforms and to have them, you know, come stream with us so that they could bring their following with us. For example, like, you know, a big influencer on Instagram, how would that translate into an influencer on shop shops? What we learned from some testing was that it doesn't actually translate. And the reason is because our shoppers aren't coming to us for influencers. They're coming to us for expertise. And that isn't always the same. So, for example, some of our best performing hosts or creators are people who know a lot about fashion. They have, you know, they might be retail associates, they might be stylists, they might have been personal shoppers for for other people before, they might be makeup artists. And so it's it's not the, the profile of the person is not so much, you know, how many followers they have that makes them an influencer, it's more their expertise in the category that they're selling that makes them very valuable to our shoppers. And so that's where it's become very clear. So it's not like getting a big influencer from TikTok, you know, that'll be really helpful for us. It's more finding the people who have shopping expertise or fashion
0: expertise. I know you mentioned earlier that Shop Shops is distinct from traditional online e-commerce. So is this entirely a different experience or is this uh, layered on top of e-commerce?
1: I would say it really is an entirely different experience. And that's part of the challenge of what we're trying to do. When we first launched the business, we literally had people coming into our app, watching the live stream, and then calling the store to try to make a purchase, not realizing that this whole experience was shoppable. And so I do think in a lot of ways, it is a completely new experience. From a more technical standpoint... It is layering on a live video on top of traditional e-com in the sense that um, when you come into a live stream, you can click into see all of the different products that are being featured and sold, and you can, you know, click through, add to cart, purchase. All that whole checkout flow is meant to mimic something that people are very familiar with already. It's more of the discovery part of e-comm that is very, very different.
0: Got it. Well, both Snowshoe and Shop Shops help retailers succeed. You're more focused on virtual technology, while we focus more on in-person technology. It seems like um, the future might be a hybrid model, and Shop Shops is is bringing physical retail to life in the online world. Is that a fair fair kind of hybrid description?
1: Yeah, it is. With that, I will say that we're also. We kind of view ourselves as the transition. We're kind of the in-between online and offline because there is a huge online or there's a huge offline component where our, our creators are actually there in person. We do see New York recovering. A lot of people are going back into stores. We're starting to do a lot of offline programming as well, where there are opportunities for shoppers shopping on Fifth Ave, shopping in Soho to actually create shopping content themselves. So that's sort of the next phase of what we're experimenting with. So not only bringing um, offline to online, but sort of almost like bringing online to offline.
2: That's awesome, Tiffany. And can you actually expand on what what trends do you see coming out of this time? What trends do you see sticking around going forward? What will that shopping experience look like in the future? They say fashion is very cyclical. I think what we're doing is
1: also cyclical in some ways. Um, the experience that people have on shop shops that's really positive mimics what I feel like I had when I was much younger when I would go to malls with my friends. And it was it's shopping was this very social thing where you would go, you would hop in a store, you'd hop out, you'd chat with each other. Ecom has made shopping very lonely, I think, where you know you're in bed, it's midnight and you're like scrolling through and you're looking and spending a lot of money by yourself. And so I, I do think Livestream Live stream will explode here. It'll be, and it won't just be us. There are a lot of other players. It'll be across all different categories. And I think overall, shopping will become much more social and experiential because that's kind of the way that it's always been in the past. And we just hadn't figured out the right way to do it before uh, virtually.
0: I'm curious how, in that expanding world, you keep people loyal to to Shop Shops. Um, Snowshoe, for example, builds out a loyalty program for in-person retail that has broad adoption. How is Shop Shops um, going to keep people coming back to your specific platform?
1: A lot of it, I think, is the content. At the end of the day, having people people aren't coming to us today because they googled live stream shopping and. They're like, oh, I want to check that out. No one is doing that. Mm -hmm. People are seeing their favorite stores posting about some cool live event that they're doing. And they're coming for that reason. Or there's some product maybe like we have a really amazing vintage Chanel item that we tell people about. And they're like, oh, I want to see what that is. And they come for that. And I do think eventually we'll continue to develop more content formats that will be very unique to us. We will have our merchandising team is very strong in terms of finding these treasures. We call it treasure hunting, really. When you're shopping with shop shops, you're really treasure hunting. You're looking for gems, you're looking for one of a kind items from all around the world. And so I think it's the content that will keep people.
2: So, what's next for shop shops? What should our listeners be keeping an eye out for on the horizon? What's next for
1: shop shops? Well, we are laser focused on building out our US business this year. And so we will be doing a lot more programming. People will start, we haven't done a lot of marketing at all. And so people will start to hear more about us in the coming months. I mentioned before that we're doing some more offline activations. And so people will start to see us as well physically. And so very excited for our U.S. expansion, I think, and more with more global shopping as well, expansion in other cities.
0: Well, expanding on that, if we could look ahead uh, at the future of retail, say, you know, 10, 20 years. What do you think retail and shopping will look like, you know, 10, 20 years out?
1: Oh, man, if I could look into my crystal ball, I think overall trends are generally it's to make things easier to bridge the gap between the moment of intent to being able to purchase something and receive something. And so, again, um, a player like Amazon made it very easy for you to go to their website find something you want to buy and buy it and have it delivered to your home within 24 hours. I feel like the future of retail will continue to evolve and improve upon that experience. And so in China, for example, um, this actually this was actually already a few years ago. I saw a bag on a woman that I really liked at a cafe. I was in line. And I was like, oh, mom, I really like this bag. And she, she then was like, oh, let's get it. And I was kind of like, Okay. And how do we, how do we go? I don't, it like doesn't have a brand on it. I have no idea where it's from. She takes out her phone. She takes a photo of it, scans it on her app. Um, she was using Taobao and immediately found the exact bag. Also found like 50 more options with different price ranges that looked like it. She, we purchased that exact bag and it was delivered within the same day. And so that's not even the future future, right? This is the past now in China. And this is something that we haven't seen happen in the U S yet. And so I think it's from the moment of intent to wanting to purchase and to have that be really, really streamlined. I think that's probably where we're evolving. We're already seeing that in media. So like if you're watching a movie and you see someone wear something that you really want to purchase, how do you get there quickly? Like how do you how do you buy that item quickly? Everything is like a walking ad these days. You know, if you see something, you'll see it on your Instagram the next day and you'll be able to purchase it. I just think the time will get shorter and shorter and shorter.
2: So we have one last question for you, which is, what is your personal mission? I think my
1: personal mission is to be able to build things that have value to the world and that delight people. It's a pretty broad mission, but I really, really enjoy not just solving problems, and this is maybe why I left the B2B space because that's like a very functional space, but to also add an element of delight because I think efficiency is not enough to make life exciting. Productivity is great, efficiency is great, but there's an element of building something that delights people around the world uh, that I really strive for. And so whether it's at shop shops or whether it's my personal life, I think
0: that's sort of what I'm looking for. Fantastic. Well, thank you for being with us today, Tiffany. Really appreciate your time.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening today to The Spark Plug Podcast, hosted by me, Ned Hayes, and brought to you by Snowshoe, snow.sh, for smarter mobile location. Spark Plug is a wholly owned property of Snowshoe. All content copyright 2021 Spark Plug Media.